You're listening to the Leaving Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Tox Aroturi. This is episode 43. Welcome to the Leaving Inside Out podcast where we believe in enlarging the place of our tent. Episode 43 is Entrepreneurship, How Small Thinking Can Stifle Expansion because it can. If this is your first time listening, I am thrilled you're here. You are probably on the verge of transitioning. And if that is the case, it's for you. Transitioning could be in business or your career or relationship, or maybe even in your body. You have either come out of or perhaps just gone into a season of a challenge in health or perhaps you are going into or have just gone into a season of a healthier lifestyle. Either way, shifts is what we do here and we welcome every type of transition because I believe we were created with the resources needed to live the life we desire, but our resources or our gifts are buried under limiting beliefs. And yet, It is milestones like these that shake us up on the inside and expose what lies beneath. And it's when you get a glimpse of what lies beneath, when you get that flash of your own gems, you end up wanting to see more of it and have access to it. And then you find a podcast like the Living Inside Out one. (laughs) How have you been? What's been happening with you? I hope you've been well. I hope you've had great weather where you are and I hope that this season of your life has been a productive one thus far as you prepare to go into the next because we're always going into one season or coming out of an old, isn't it? As for me, I've been on a roller coaster ride. I've actually been on the ride of my life and it has not been fun, not a good ride. Trials come to redefine or should I say they come to remind us about our role in this world but it also manages to shake away all of the excesses that we've been logging around and so I come to you today lighter (laughs) both figuratively and physically lighter but I'm also stronger I am more in love than ever before and I've got a brand new mindset. I'm a new person. If you are listening for the first time, welcome, because you're just going to love this new and improved version, (laughs) which is being unveiled even as you're listening. And I can't wait to share more in detail later on when this particular season of my life is over, which is coming to an end very quickly and I enter into a brand new one. So this podcast is published every Saturday morning, and to ensure you don't miss a single episode, 
it's best that you subscribe. You can subscribe on Apple or Spotify, anywhere where podcasts are played, or even on YouTube. I always forget that I record that this goes onto my YouTube channel because I really don't do much with YouTube at the moment and, and the podcast automatically just goes on there. So if you're a YouTube person, then you can subscribe to my YouTube channel where every single episode is published there, also on Saturday mornings. And of course, if you want to bless your friends, here's how you're going to do it. Share this episode with them. That's all. That's all you need to do. Just share it with someone that you love. Today, I want to share my thoughts on the mindsets and habits that keep us paralyzed when the green light is on. Because I'm sure you've been there. Everything is set in place. There's no reason why you shouldn't be bounding forward, but somehow you just... You just stay stuck and there's always a reason why. So we're going to get into four small-minded mindsets that are common in entrepreneurship. But before I go into that, I've got to tell you quickly that the Rockstar Story Workshop will be held on the 31st of July, which is this coming Saturday at 6 p.m. This is an online class. I get to teach you how to tell a compelling story, your rock star story. And this is the gist that you will be serving up. The one that will have people rushing <laughs> to align with you just to help you on your journey. Just also, let's make it clear that your rock star story is not the story of success, even though it sounds like, oh, it's a rock star story. No, it's not. It's not about success, but it's about resilience. And it's about taking the power of your past experiences, especially the regrets and the ones you're ashamed of, and using it to carve out a new path for yourself. I share mine in episodes one and two of this podcast. So if you haven't listened to it before, you want to head back to episode one once you're done with this, and then go on to two and three and four and work your way back up because every single episode is packed with gems. That's what you people tell me. Everyone tells me that. So I'm just, I'm believing, but I know that to be true. So head to episode one and start listening from the beginning. The benefit of rewriting your story is that the thing that once shamed you will now become the tool to move you forward. And while most people are drawn to success, we really are craving confirmation that the lives that we live that are broken, that are hopeless, that we consider to be unsuccessful can be salvaged. And so you get to give that hope to people when you rewrite your story. And so for the past, uh, I think, three, maybe four episodes, we've been talking all about entrepreneurship. My favorite topic, Under the Sun, well, one of my favorite topics, I have, all, I have a few. One of my favorite topics is talking about business because I have been in business for nearly two decades and I've grown over the years, thankfully. Thank you very much. You've got to grow. If you've been in business for two decades and you don't grow, um, then you need to be listening to this podcast because I was stagnant for a very long time. And I am passionate also about sharing my experiences for one reason, to stop you recreating the wheel of failure. You know, just you, you don't have to go through what I went through or what some of the people that have been uh, that have have that are successful as business owners went through. 
So today we'll look at four different small-minded mindsets. And the first one's called vanity marketing. Last week, maybe two weeks ago, I called a new entrepreneur to inquire how things were going. I asked what she had done so far to market her products and said, I wanted to offer some suggestions. Now, she reeled off a list of what she had been doing, but did not allow me to offer any additional suggestions. Perhaps she felt that things had gone really well and she didn't need any additional help, which I wouldn't begrudge her for that. But if she had allowed me to speak, I would have told her that much of what she had done only served to increase her confidence. In other words, she had done vanity marketing. Your ego gets massaged in the process and you feel amazing, but it does nothing for the business. Truth be told, A lot of what we do tend to serve the body and mind, both of which deal with the temporal and don't carry much weight. So by all means, do stop, acknowledge your success, recognize what you have done, but don't build a tent there and leave there. Vanity marketing does not move your business forward. It does not attract the right customers. And all it will do is suck you into a world where you're killing it. But you're the only one that lives there. You will have people who join in this contest to help increase your ego, such as loved ones. Because to your loved ones, you can't do no wrong. Everything you do is amazing. But having an audience does not convert or translate into success, except of course they're buying from you. So just this morning, I was in conversation with someone who congratulated me on my recent collaboration with Sage, which is a brand that I, um, I'm doing some, well, I did some work with and it's resulted in a lot of publicity. And she added that we must be swamped with new business. And that's always the expectation. And yes, the campaign has created a large or a huge awareness of my brand and it's taken us into a new space. But I have had over the years a lot of press that looked good on the outside and did nothing to increase my sales. It was a while before I learned that print media and the likes is really just a foundation for you to build on. Nothing much more. You are meant to leverage the publicity and not leave in it. (laughs) And so you leverage and build on it and don't expect it to directly or immediately generate revenue. Managing your expectation is key, but it's going to be hard for you to do so if your attention is on your ego and not the business. Number two, embellishing your appearance. Now, when it comes to entering new territory, you may find that your focus is not on being, but on appearing to be and on feeling like you are. And that's because although we have a spirit, soul, and body, the sensual, that's the body, and the emotional, that's the soul, parts of us are 
easier to access than our spiritual side, which is the superior part. And it's also the part that's connected to God. And so you may embellish yourself to appear more worthy of this space that you have entered into or so that you can feel like you are the part or you have earned the part. Some entrepreneurs go out to raise money via investment and then they lose the plot altogether because they see the zeros in their account and they're thinking, I need a CEO salary. I need holidays in exotic locations and I need a car that would cause my clients to respect me. The truth of the matter is all the gems you need are on your inside. So don't put it on your outside. It doesn't need to be, uh, you don't need to be encrusted with gems and diamonds to inform people of your worth because your worth is not found outside of you. It's found inside of you. I heard a quote once that said, if you can see their money on them, then it's not in the bank. I loved that one. There are many dangers to our growth. And in our living inside out community, <laughs> we call them limiting mindsets. You see, they appear harmless, but they are guaranteed to hold you back. If you've managed to come this far while still carrying the insecurities you've always had, please don't assume that you're going to be able to go much further. I'm here to tell you, <laughs> I sound like a preacher, that you don't have to live with it. Some of us acknowledge and even recognize our self-doubt, but we fail to see it as nothing more than an inconvenience that we have to live with. Now, here's the thing. Insecurity is just like a rubber band. It connects you to your past. And yes, you can stretch and you can travel some distance, but you will never run free. You'll always return to a default starting point. And as I think about my journey, that is really been, that's been the story of my life where I seem to excel to a certain point and then I get yanked right back. And I remember having so many days and nights of frustration where I would get maybe um, a really nice project or a large order. And then I'm like, this is it. Finally, we've crossed the threshold. Finally, we've made it. And then something would just come and set us right back. And that's the picture I have of limiting beliefs, because I know that much of my failures and my and my challenges in my business journey were due to we're all due to my mindset but the good thing about it is that god doesn't waste our experiences and every single one of them served to help me evolve into who i am today so i'm not knocking failure as a matter of fact i celebrate it through the rockstar story and i'm not knocking I'm not even knocking limiting mindsets because the truth is no one was born with, or perhaps we were born, but we grew as we got older, we began to pick up these uh, layers of stuff from childhood and teenage years that ended up covering our true gems. And that's why I record this podcast because I believe that everyone is gifted, but the limiting beliefs, which are like layers of stuff, uh, hide our gifts and stop us from accessing it. And it was only when I began to become more introspective and 
I chose uh, courageously, should I say, chose to live authentically, that my gifts began to come out. And I thought, I've got to share this. And here we are. <laughs> and so when you live with a an emotional instability, it will stop you from becoming all that you were created to be, all that you're capable of being. You will start. You will even grow but after a while, you'll plateau and the growth will stop. And it doesn't have to. There are various ways limitations show up. In the episode on toxic friendships, can't remember what number that is, but it's called toxic friendships. I shared about someone I used to be friends with who held me back from growing. Because every time I was on the verge of embracing the pain of growth, she was right there to put some salve on it and tell me what I wanted to hear, that there was an easier way or God didn't want me to suffer or there are, there's a shortcut. But would you agree that there is such a thing as growing pains? Every life-changing lesson I've ever had came to me at a cost and I'm pretty certain that that's also your story. But it took me years to grasp the truth. Life is hard. Business is hard. There are no shortcuts. Please run away from anyone who touts a get successful quick solution or get rich quick solution. We must understand that trials and challenges are nothing more than muscle building exercises that will enable you to eventually hold the weight of your future success. These experiences and these trials also will teach you courage and inspire resilience in you because you need courage and you need resilience to be able to manifest that vision that you alone can see because people are going to tell you you're mad. <laughs> How do you think you're going to achieve that? You must be nuts. Well, you need courage to be able to manifest your dreams. And when you step out the first time, it's not going to happen. And so you need resilience to keep going until it happens. The reason we enhance our appearance is that we've got this image of what a successful business person should look like. And that picture does not come from within you, but it comes from your outside. Then we go through the trouble of force-feeding ourselves into this image that we have conjured up, and we call that hard work. It's not hard work. It is work, but it's not productive, because not all work is productive. And so while business can be challenging, I believe we have everything we need to navigate the challenges that we come across. But when you have unnecessary problems is when you are trying to fit yourself into a mold that's not yours, but you admire. You're not going to fit in there. And all the sleepless nights and all the work and all of the inventions is still not going to change the shape of that mold. So to the outside world, you're working hard. To yourself, you are being productive, but really you're not. If you find yourself creating the appearance of wealth, as opposed to working on your craft, you may have fallen into a trap. My third small-minded mindset is reveling in your wings. Ha, 
I read a quote once that said, a good trader makes a trade and celebrates. A great trader doesn't because he has already moved on. As a new business owner, there is something magical about that first sale, that first newspaper article, or your first repeat order. I believe God places these markers on our path to keep us going. The trouble begins when you stay too long in the place of celebration and you begin to miss other opportunities that will help you grow and learn. Reveling in your wings, celebrating for too long is time wasting. I'm not saying don't acknowledge. By all means, acknowledge, celebrate, treat yourself, but don't build an altar there and worship. And here's what it looked like in my own life. At the start of my business, I faced the challenge of getting suppliers to believe in me, but I couldn't blame them. I had no capital. I had no evidence that my idea for a luxury baby brand would work. And I also had my own insecurities and my limiting mindsets. And trust me, any form of small mindedness and things like insecurity, they give off vibes that other people pick up. And then they treat you based on the vibe they're getting from you. And so with each rejection, I created a compendium of comebacks and responses and solutions that addressed the supplier's reluctance or their fear. And so before long, I was able to start converting no's into yeses, which was pure joy. And it felt like I was winning. Every time someone who had said no now changed their mind because I spoke to them, I felt affirmed. I felt like a real businesswoman. Until months later, I admitted to myself that I was stuck (laughs) on those yeses. I wasn't doing anything with those new suppliers. I wasn't doing anything in my business. This had become a game to me. It had become a challenge. And my prize was getting them to say yes. This became my new goal. I had taken my eyes off of building the business and instead I had now focused on turning rejections around. I was now reveling in my wings. Don't be like me. Don't be like the old talks. (laughs) Perhaps you're stuck at that first order and you can't move past it. Or maybe it's your first feature in a newspaper or magazine that has you stumped. The way we get stuck in disappointment is the same way that we can get stuck in success. We end up relieving every moment, which is fine, but just be careful to keep your eye on the ball and keep your eyes peeled for opportunities that are passing by every single day because you cannot be looking down at the newspaper that featured you or the magazine or looking at the altar you have built for yourself and at the same time, looking up to see opportunities that are coming. And so I encourage you to stop and address your fears and your concerns and your beliefs. Don't leave with it just because you're getting results. I believe that through God, we are able to accomplish more than we can think or see or imagine, but you won't even arrive at the scene or the imagined if you have a rubber band that's holding you back. My fourth and final small-minded mindset is emotional attachments. 
This one is another type of band. You know, I love Shark Tank, Dragon's Den, and one mistake many entrepreneurs make is being emotionally tied to their business. And let me clarify, unless your business was set up purely for an emotional reason, you will have to divorce your emotions if you want to make money. Kevin O'Leary has a phrase, money has no soul. And he says this to help the inventors think more about the money than their emotions. Because when you create a product or come up with a business idea or create a business in itself and invest blood and sweat and tears into it, when you watch it grow from a simple idea into a tangible entity, it becomes your baby. It literally becomes your baby. Because we give it time the way we'd give our children time or even more more than we give them time because I know I'm guilty of that. I've given more time to my business. There's been times I've done that more than I've given to my children. So it's not surprising that when an investor or a mentor begins to pick your baby apart so that it can be lighter and it, and it can soar, you fight back. You know my journey. I had a growing business in the USA. I lost it in the Great Recession. I walked away empty-handed, leaving just the website I had built and poured everything into that company. My children spent time with me there. I made new friends there. I loved working in that company. And that was where I discovered Talks the Business Woman. It was there that I learned courage, especially when I faced demanding customers. And I grew that I grew that business and I lost it all. And then we returned to the UK, completely broke. Our lives became divided into before ATL and after ATL. And we longed for our former life so badly. I'm telling you this so you can understand the emotional investment I made into my business. Now, when I started my UK company, I gave it the same name, Pumpkin Patch Interiors. I attempted to sell the same products and speak the same language that I did to my US audience. And they didn't understand it, couldn't pronounce the name. It did not occur to me that I was selling to a different market and they didn't have the same taste in design. I couldn't see what I was doing because my emotions were leading me. My UK market struggled to spell and pronounce our name. Punkin is a nickname that American fathers call their daughters. And so my UK people are spelling it properly. Pumpkin, 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 all kinds of spellings. And still I was blind to it. The UK press were polarized. Some loved it, some didn't. Some were stumped, some were uncertain of what we were doing. One media outlet owned by the Evening Standard asked me for pictures of our chandeliers and I sent them a fairy tale one that the Americans, not the Brits, loved. He replied with, can you send me something less gaudy? <laughs> it's what happens when your attachment to your product or company drives your decisions. It's a bit like filling up your fuel tank, which has a hole in it. The car will move, but we'll also lose a lot of its fuel. Emotions take a lot out of us and they deprive us of energy. So... 
Which of these four points resonate deeply with you? Have you been engaging in vanity marketing? It's not the same as PR. And you'll know when the only outcome is a slightly larger or a massively larger ego. Or perhaps you've spent much of your time embellishing your appearance. We've got to look the part. We've got to be presentable and even attractive but we should not create a fake persona. Maybe it's number three, reveling in your wings. It is all right to celebrate. Just don't build an altar and worship there. I believe point number four will touch many chords. Emotional attachment. Some people have been driven to depression and suicide because they lost their businesses. Marriages have broken up for this same reason. And the most common fear becomes instilled in you and you're reluctant to even try again. Now, let me know which of these, if any, you've been caught in. And next week, we will look at a couple more mistakes, including striking too late and not having the right people in your business. In the meantime, I've got another Write Your Rockstar story coming up on Saturday, 31st of July. I know I mentioned that earlier, but I'm just reminding you that if you would like to attend, there are spaces available. I may not run this particular workshop again before the end of the year. So get on board if you want to learn how to tell your compelling story. And next month, August, I believe it's the 21st of August, we've got a workshop on journaling. I tell you, journaling, listen, I'll talk to you about that later because it is a desperate need. My journal is my therapy. It's my therapist. My journal is my therapist. Doesn't talk to me, but it hears everything I say. And should I ever um, suddenly, you know, get taken to heaven. (laughs) My journals are going to bless people, but I wouldn't want to be here to see people reading them. Okay. Cause it's got some scary stuff in it. (laughs) All links to all the things going on are in the show notes and you can find more information at toksarotere.com. Now, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, what are you waiting for? You can do so on your favorite podcast app. Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Stitcher, everything. And if you're not on my mailing list, you're missing out on on some great stuff. You can do so on my website as well or via the link at the bottom of the show notes. Finally, can I ask you a favor? Can you forward this episode via text or email it to your contacts? Because the more listeners I have, the higher the ranking of leaving inside out. You are amazing for hanging out with me. I look forward to connecting with you next week, but even better, let's just heat it up on social media and don't forget to leave from the inside out. Have a lovely week.